What's up everyone and welcome to episode 78 of the Just an Insight podcast, a show where I, Tim Birkbeck, talk to people in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Uh, firstly, just want to say a massive thank you to all the amazing feedback that I got from the Garage Away episode last week. Uh, it seems like everyone really seemed to enjoy listening to it and hearing a bit more about the band ahead of their the release of their new record, Burnt Sugar. Um, so yeah, massive, massive thank you for, for that. And if it wasn't for all of your support and constant listening to these episodes, uh, we won't be able to continue to do this. Um, so yeah, thank you again. Uh, on that note, with things kind of calming down after uh, sort of festival season, in October, November, when I've got a bit more time to myself, I'm looking to kind of do some maintenance and just some general improvements of the whole sort of just an insight quote-unquote brand i guess um looking to do a few new things with the show so if you guys have got any suggestions would love to hear them from you um also looking to set up a purpose-built website uh finally get youtube done i know i keep saying it but i'm looking to actually doing some me in front of camera videos so (laughs) we'll wait and see how that turns out um but yeah think things in the pipeline so yeah just a just a massive thank you for your continued support really um in in my review of this week uh haven't really been up to a whole lot you might be able to hear uh i'm watching nfl red zone in the background as it's the first week of the new season um and i'm recording this monologue on a sunday rather than a monday night just because uh i've got a bit of a busy week ahead work wise and personal wise so i thought i'd get this done on the sunday and we'll get the episode out as normal on the Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, pretty boring week for me last week. So I'm going to go straight into this week's guests. Uh, and we're back at Arc Tangent, uh, where I sat down with Chris and Ian from Halo Tora. Uh, we discussed the band's evolving sound, how they've kind of got this mix of genres that they can kind of uh, delve into many different people's tastes and they kind of appeal to a a wide audience uh we discussed the scottish scene uh and we also discussed their new record man of stone um how it's kind of tickling sorry tackling uh the stigma of mental health uh halfway through the chat there is actually a car that just starts beeping its horn in the background uh but it doesn't really affect the chat in any way shape or form but i thought i'd give you a heads up just because we do have a little bit of a laugh and chuckle about it uh, anyway, I'm going to stop rambling as always, uh, so please sit back, enjoy my chat with Chris and Ian, and I'll see you on the other side. So, uh, Art Tangent with the guys from Hello Tora, uh, if you can introduce yourselves and say what you do in the band. Hi, my name's Ian and I play guitar and sing. And I'm Chris and I play guitar and sing as well. Lovely. Um, is this your third year? Oh, Second, Second year. year. Second year. How did you find the, the experience this time around? Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, festival just every year. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. we we would come here as, as fans. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a bit of a step up this year for us as well. We were on yeah. the, the PX3 last year and then yeah. we were upgraded to the Bickler this year, so yeah. it's bigger stage, more space for activities. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's good. More space to move around. Yeah, like yeah, that. definitely. Um, and in terms of kind of the, the festival, I think like everyone I've spoken to, every band that plays said it, there's just something about it. So what, why do you kind of like, you, you said obviously you come as a fan, but yeah. what do you think it is about that kind of keeps people coming back? 
there's a there's a community vibe I think. Mm. Um, it's it's a festival that is huge but not not like you know red rain's glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that the, that community vibe goes right the way through from like um, everybody in the campsite to everybody working stage management and on the desk and yeah. you know and and it's really consistent like there's nobody here that I've been like don't like that guy <laughs> you know, so. it's also it's just a proper music lovers yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. festival isn't it yeah but everyone's really open to different styles and I know that probably Heart Tangent maybe gets pigeonholed into the math and post rock thing but actually with Shellac are headlining and Glassjaw yeah. and then you've got La Jungle playing over like that's not math or, <laughs> you know, or, or, or post rock so you know so there is actually just as Ian says just music lovers yeah and, um, yeah, that's 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 shining through. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think yeah. that's what's great about it. Well, as as I said, the show uh, I like to take my guests kind of back to to their roots, so to say. So, what kind of got you for guys first into alternative music in the first place? Ian, if we start with you. Oh man, I I was one of so when I hit twelve years old, I got my first guitar and started a band the same day. Oh wow! And I was yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, like was just into Nirvana and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my first kind of foray into alternative music, yeah. and then just <clears throat> as we got older and it's just sort of diversified more and getting heavier things, getting more yeah. complex stuff, and hey, it just built from there. And yeah. then Tool became the favourite band, <laughs> yeah. And, then, yeah. and there was never any looking back. No, was that's it? Fair <laughs> uh, yeah. So. My dad was like um, a sound engineer when I was a kid, oh, wow, okay. um, and he was like, you know, he was a huge lover of music, and he, he got me from an early age. I was listening to Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and yeah, Black yeah. Sabbath and things like that, um, and that gave me a really nice foundation to build on because it was already alternative music. So, yeah, yeah. so then when yeah Nirvana came along, and then yeah, and then from from there on, it was just it just kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, as Ian said, picked up guitar straight away. Wasn't it? To, to be in a band, so it was guitar first choice for yourself. Totally, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was 11 or 12. It's the same age, roughly, uh, <laughs> and and it was just yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm definitely taking over the world with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and in terms of obviously uh, from Scotland, I have no idea what the Scottish scene is like. So yeah. growing up, what was what were the kind of shows that you guys were going to? But we, we we're lucky. Like we've got some really cool venues, Barrowlands, Garage, King Cuts. Um, and, and there's yeah and like audio and things there's tons there's, there's, there's a really vibrant yeah. kind of music scene in Glasgow and that's actually mm. how we know each other yeah. okay. because we we Chris and our drummer Chris were in a band called An Avarice and I was in another band called Second Skin and we used to gig together yeah. right. and then when those bands were kind of winding down we decided to, to start this so it was, yeah. we, we know each other from playing in the Glasgow yeah, music yeah. scene that's it and I think like ourselves in that list but uh, <laughs> so so Halo Tora uh, and then you've got uh, uh, Vasa and sort of Burst of Colour uh, and then D- Dan who's our manager um, along with Jock is um, in a band called Frontier oh uh, shit yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like the, the calibre coming out of there is excellent but also the huge bands and and the, f- and the, and the in between yeah, come yeah. through Glasgow you know so the, so everyone gets everyone coming to Glasgow yeah, so yeah. that's 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 really cool and so a, lot, a lot of the time they take locals as well so a yeah. lot of the local bands get support, and yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And you said obviously, Hello Tora kind of formed from the, the function of, of previous bands, but d- was it? Did you guys know each other outside of like the music scene, or how, how did you can, all kind of come to meet? Um, we I used to work in a studio, okay. um, and 
man, it was good mate of mine. We used to work in a guitar shop together, and then he took over the studio, and, and then it took me on, and then uh, he, he was the bassist in Ian's Ian's right, band. Okay. So we kind of knew each other. It was through the band. Like, a, oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but it was yeah, yeah, and then and then yeah, and then you were rehearsing in the studio all the yeah. time, and then yeah, that's that's kind of how that came about. So when kind of Halotorix in his embryonic stages, obviously. We'll get on to, to where you are now, but what was was there kind of an idea of what you wanted the sound to be like? Yeah, it was the, the kind of initial thing was uh, Chris, who's our drummer, um, and he played my last band as well. And we started jamming. It was kind of like we were trying to do this kind of soundscapey thing, mm. uh, almost like project driven. We were trying to do like I don't you know like um, uh, Mogwise to Dan. Yes. Like yeah, we yeah, had yeah. this idea that we could do like a kind of heavy version of that. Right. And, okay. Like, uh, I guess I guess so, but then well, once we started jamming, we didn't do anything like that, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we're like, actually, this really works as a band. Yeah. Um, so started building it up that way. But the 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 main thing was we always would, would definitely not settle on was we were like we have to have a piano player. Okay. Like, we want some. We want piano sounds and this and synth sounds, but mostly yeah. piano. So once we got that, we were kind of cool. And then what, why did you particularly want to go for that? Aerogram, aerogram, and unwinding hours. Uh, just I was just listening to it all the time. Yeah. Just that time was like cinematic. I mean, like, even if you like, it's all heavy and then you just drop to a single piano, it's just like really hard and it's, it's, it's just a great sound. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we just had to have that. Like. Yeah, well, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, and obviously, like, from a, a fan perspective, there is that cinematic element sort of thing. Yeah. And obviously, your set yesterday, it's cut. I don't know, like, without this kind of sound like I'm brown-nosing, this kind <laughs> of, that element of, like, as you say, when it sort of drops down, it's gone from being that peak up here yeah. heavy. So okay, this is where you kind of you guys have the the element of sort of playing with your vocals, playing with the guitar. So yeah. was that something that you wanted to bring to, to the music? Yeah, is that, I think that it, kind of space to play with. Yeah, I think it was kind of subconsciously at first um, on the first album. Uh, we kind of chucked up everything we possibly could at it. Yeah, and then yeah. By the second record, we were like, right, cool. I think we know what we're doing now. So then it was deliberate. It was like we're using this as a tool rather mm. than. Uh, you know, we're just accidentally stumbling <laughs> upon it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so I think yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely something we're doing deliberately now. And in terms of the the two of you doing vocals, obviously Chris, I know you're kind of quote unquote the lead, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. but how do you kind of divvy up responsibilities? Is it just whoever writes the lyrics? How does that? Come no, um, I, we've got quite distinct voices. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've got a, a pretty a higher range than Chris. Mm. So yeah. it's sort of when you're writing, we we can like we can literally. When we're coming up with ideas, walk up to a mic and sing perfect harmony. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> just that. It's like over time, it's just like okay, we know what each other's gonna do, and like if we write the song on our own in our houses, or if we write in the studio, it, like it, it, it doesn't seem really matter because we're kind of writing with the knowledge that where he's got this tool yeah, that I don't yeah. have, so I know what he's gonna <laughs> yeah. sing. So I, yeah, he can do that better. Yeah, it's just kind of. Uh, although I do probably like. heavy riffs but then all of a sudden there's a vocal that kind of goes beyond that people may sort of recognise within that kind it's of realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you, I don't know, is, do you kind of feel that that's kind of like your ace in the hole that you've kind of had to that? I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess it's it's definitely a tool that you can you can use to kind of maximise the... It is, I think it's also important to not rely on it though, like yeah. you, know, you, need, you need to make sure yeah, that you're you totally not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I said, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wreck my voice yeah. forever. 
think there's other bands that do that kind of thing really well, like Post Key Cambria yeah. and bands like you know. So that that definitely rubs off on us. That yeah. that kind of thing. Of definitely, uh, it's just, just try, I think it's like definitely trying to be like wise to realise like you know the la- the last three songs we've written we've got this big bit that goes to this thing. So yeah, like, yeah. So definitely don't do it this time, and yeah, then we'll do yeah. something else. You know. So I think that's yeah, you've got to be conscious of that. Then in terms of the new record, um, Man of Stone, obviously. Pretty recent, eh? yeah, <laughs> yeah, recent, yeah, recent, yeah, recent. Um, but what's kind of the, the general be- feedback been for, from you guys so far? Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think the nice thing is that I, th- I guess that fans of the band before and we're uh, still fans of the band, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, and then we've, we've managed to get some new people along the way as well, which is cool. So yeah, it's, it's gone down really well. Is that the kind of tricky element, especially going and playing something like Art Tangent, is that you're going to have those fans that obviously come from the earlier stuff, but you guys as musicians want to showcase the new stuff, so is it finding that balance? But yeah, finding that kind of balance like of wanting to play new stuff live and then obviously going back to quote unquote bangers. Yeah, as well. yeah. I, there, there, there is like, you know, I think like, we've kind of got to the point now where we've started to cycle stuff from like. Um, from our first record, because mm. um, we, we usually what we do is we've got like a bunch, say it's eight songs, we do like we try and do like maybe five, five to three or four to four, yeah. like that kind of thing. But the cool thing is now is like the older songs are actually have been refreshed because there's a bunch of them we haven't played for a long time that are now in the set. So they now feel like new songs again, yeah. and, uh, and and it's kind of the same. Because we have to them. learn them again. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So so actually, I, I don't. For me, actually, um, a strange thing is that I've not feel, felt the need to. We have to play all new stuff. Um, no. I, I, it's been nice to. It's like I know a lot of bands go. Yeah, the new record is definitely best. Yeah, but yeah. I still love our first record. Like yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> and so it's so uh, yeah. Any song off either of them, I'm happy to play. And in terms of kind of bringing influences to the table, I think as someone that listens to Hello Taurus, there's nothing that kind of goes. Oh, that's this band. Oh, there's that. there's a lot of kind of on the table. So. What would you say kind of uh, influences that you guys bring to the table that maybe people may not necessarily think uh, kind of in there? I, I mean, I, I think definitely uh, if you look at uh, bands like Aerogram, uh, that they've got that cinematic thing happening. Uh, and then even go far as far back as like Pink Floyd and things, um, without being like too super proggy about things, but yeah, um, yeah. I think that that is, I think if you listen to other people, might not necessarily go, oh, that's Pink Floyd or yeah, that's Aerogram yeah, or bands like that. Uh, but that is like two of our favourite bands ever. Like, and we listen constantly if we're in the band, that's on, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think like they are massive influences in the band, but it's not necessarily shining through in yeah. that way, you know. Um, I think it's just about trying to keep things fresh. And we're always uh, we're always listening to new music. Um, I'd say I think we mentioned like Black Peach and Tosca and all these guys from Arcade Roots. Like, we can't wait to see them because we're fans of those bands yeah, as well, yeah. you know. And that, that, that's subconsciously that's going to that's going to influence what we do as well yeah you know and i, I think it's just being open to that and, and uh, yeah just letting that come through naturally anything that you particularly think that you bring to the table in that's maybe a bit of left field um i'm just like feel i know i usually bring miley cyrus to the party though yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's good coming in like a wrecking ball no no, 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 no party in the party. usa oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> i'll take it back yeah i think i think i think she got like a little Party in the USA. Yeah, party in the USA is where she's. I bet Kesha. 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 Kesha.
I was tried my hardest to get tickets to that live show, but it sold <laughs> out so quickly. Totally. Um, in terms of the new record, have you? I don't know. Are there kind of any sort of sort of, uh, sort of themes or anything that you guys wanted to pick up upon? Because I think again, I think the easy thing for someone like myself who has to critique and review music is go, oh, it sounds massive. It's got this thematic feel. But yeah. was there anything that you guys wanted to bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a theme of kind of vulnerability in the in the whole thing. Uh, the theme it is a bit of a concept record. I hope that that doesn't scare anybody because that <laughs> seems seem to, seem, seems to do that. Um, it, the whole thing is about mental health, um, okay. and so um, the, the title track "Man of Stone" as well kind of gives a really uh, deep in, uh, yeah. insight to what that's about. But the actual the all the other songs as well have that theme. content is really vulnerable and mm. I think like that's like a, the other side of the record that if you once you listen to it the first time you're like cool yeah then you go back and you listen to the content and you go oh this is actually really tiny yeah, yeah, really yeah. Small, you know? um, and I, I, I really like that about it and in terms of kind of that sort of touch upon mental health I think a lot of bands nowadays use their their platform to obviously promote talk about obviously open that kind of pathway yeah. so yeah beautiful Someone asked us yesterday if it was um, a cathartic process, mm. and, and, and it, yeah, yeah, it was. Ultimately, it was. Um, doing the full concept on it, it was like we, once you start talking about these things, and, it, and part of part of what we were trying to do is help raise the stigma, yeah, of course, um, away from it. And uh, once you start talking about, it, you open the lid and go, actually, there's lots to talk about here. Yeah, you know, yeah. You can't do it in one one or two songs. Oh, no. You just can't. You just can't <laughs> no. do that. So yeah, you can't so, be okay. This is our mental health song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's al- it's almost like a disservice to, to anyone yeah. that's listening to this to do that. You know, so I think it has to be told properly. Yeah. That's, that's what that's what we're trying to do. And people that have sort of maybe dug a bit deeper, have seen that, have, have kind of people responded to that so far, yeah. or is it a bit? Yeah, yeah. Still? Quite. It was quite um, overwhelming a little bit actually. Um, we did after after the album came out. Um, the NHS did a thing with us where oh, wow, okay. they, they, they wanted to talk to me about the the content, the lyrics, anyway, and. And then I had to sit on camera and, and talk, <laughs> talk really openly about it. That was really nervous. But then, and then the next thing it was getting shared by like a bunch of people, and I was getting messages. You know the guys from in me, and like, oh, yeah, I got yeah, messages yeah. from those guys, and like it was just really cool. Like it yeah. just seemed to go and go and go and go, and it's like everybody really connected with it. So that 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 was awesome. That I felt like it did its job. Yeah, then. I guess like that's the kind of thing. Like even though it's like can be like a really dark subject, can obviously some people find it really difficult to talk about. Yeah. To, to put a positive spin on it, I uh-huh. guess is kind of something. I don't want to say that you guys are privileged because of the position you're in, but that because you have that outlet, that yeah. you are able to say to people that maybe aren't in a band that it's okay to talk about it, so yeah. and so forth. So. Yeah, we'd much much rather people talk about it. Like, and once you do, um, honestly, like fifty percent of what you're dealing with goes away. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. by just by being able to talk to someone about it, and I think that's like. Um, something that's been pretty cool through the message of this record is just being like, you know what, like, we're, we're in this together, yeah, you know, yeah. you can either sit there and suffer, or we can talk, and that's yeah, cool, yeah. And, and that's that's what's, that's what's happened, so. And, and in terms of the, the rest of the year, obviously the album's now now out, are you going to be touring the album, what's, what's the plans for the rest of 2018? So, so we just we just did a European tour, um, and that was really cool, and then 
because the record we're kind of like we don't want to force the second part of this but we're going to do it in two parts right okay um, so so the first the first part is the initial stages um and now we're kind of moving in but it's a little bit <laughs> i wish it was as easy up as that it's, yeah. <laughs> it's up, up in the air at the moment because um we're sort of we're stuck in two minds just now the whole we always had the idea that when we did manastone it was going to be a part one and a part two um but now we're sitting here thinking do we do album three and then come back to part two yeah okay. or do we do part oh, two now and and i guess what the reason for that is because obviously like just what we're talking about the second ago is we're trying to be really honest about the whole thing yeah. and it's like right cool we've done part one it came out a couple of months ago let's really quickly write part two yeah you Lyric, don't want to force lyrically it it's thing. like is that is that doing it to any service because yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. took that took two years of thought and, yeah, and yeah, experiences and then all of a sudden you're talking like two months of experiences yeah. <laughs> to, to write the yeah. second part of the story that's never going to happen so um so we were thinking like well let's move the concept out of the way yeah move into something else and then come back to it when it's relevant yeah do you think that like if i'm not saying that's the way you should go but if you do like it's always something nice not to fall back on but you've kind of got that in your pocket to say okay we've lived say for example album three comes out yeah. and then you put part two out in the three year time yeah yeah it's almost kind of a revisiting of manners totally yeah maybe some fresh fresh years on yeah. the first part as well which yeah could, could be really cool yeah yeah definitely i think that is a benefit to us like, cool and how i like to, to wrap things up guys is to ask you guys what your favorite song is from the The song that we play last at the moment, Affected Bloom, yeah. um, is my, my favourite to play, like, largely because it's got some really interesting kind of polyrhythmic stuff going on in it, and then it's just got some really heavy riffs as well, so yeah. it's good. It's a good one to, to finish on, it's a good one to kind of rock out to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Chris, yourself? So mine is one we've just brought back to the, the set, we've not played for a while, uh, and it's uh, The Bones That Rock The Cradle, uh, it's on our first record, and uh, yeah, it's just I love the chorus in it, I just yeah. I love singing it, it's like a, a back and forth between Ian and I, so yeah, I sing yeah. a bit, he sings a bit, and then I get to do like a solo at the end, <laughs> which is cool, so yeah, I, like, I love playing that one. So there we have it, folks. Thanks again to Chris and Ian for taking some time out of their time at Art Tangent to have a little chat with me. Uh, as always, you can keep up to date with everything that Halo Toro are doing over on the various social media platforms, uh, which, as always, you can be found in the description of this episode. Uh, next week will be our final episode, which was recorded at Art Tangent, um, and then we'll be back to the one-to-one format of this show. Uh, I'm actually hoping to do a couple of... Uh, chats with people over this coming weekend so if that all goes to plan got some exciting episodes in the pipeline uh, also as we approach our 100th episode uh, let me know if there's anyone that you'd particularly like to to hear from um, and I'll try my best to get them on the, the milestone episode I do have one person in mind but I haven't sort of actually reached out to them yet but we'll we'll wait and see but yeah For now, thank you again for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast and I'll see you soon.